Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Steve Howard with Spaceport Camden. Welcome, Steve. Thank you. Glad to be here today. Well, I'm excited to learn uh, about Spaceport Camden. Tell us what you're up to. Well, Spaceport Camden, it, it is a once-in-a-generation opportunity. Uh, in, the ni- in the 1960s, the world's largest rocket was test-fired right here in Georgia. Uh, we were declared the gateway to space, and we have an opportunity to make history again in the 21st century. So an amazing opportunity that will lift up the whole state of Georgia. So now, at that time, uh, there was this, uh, energy, I guess, towards building some sort of a space, uh, space port, I guess you call it spaceport at that time, and then it kind of, I guess, Florida took over, or Texas, like, how did, it, how did uh, Georgia kind of lose interest at that point? Yeah, look, you know, looking back at the, the historical documents, actually, what's interesting, in 2005, NASA declassified a document where they actually looked at Camden County, Georgia, as a potential site for the Apollo program. Um, and really, Camden was the only one that was listed uh, in this in this documentation, uh, which uh, Florida did win out. Um, so I think there was a lot of debate uh, between that. Um, so the good news now is that the, you know the private sector is actually accelerating the growth. I always tell a story. I was with SpaceX about six seven years ago in Washington D.C. sitting at a table with them, and I asked them. I said, "What could we do differently as we prepare for the future of a spaceport?" And they said, "Create a landing zone." And everybody in that room looked at him and said, what are you talking about? And one of the SpaceX officials said, Steve, we're going to bring the rocket back and we're going to reuse it. Uh, everybody looked at him like they were crazy. It was something out of the Jetsons. And here we are. It's routine. And they've done it, I think, they're up to 25 plus times now. So you're seeing lots of innovation, lots of opportunity. And if you look at Georgia as a whole, I mean, it's just amazing. You look at Georgia Tech, uh, you know, the top-ranked university system in the world. Uh, more engineer, engineers graduate from there than any other program more minorities actually graduate from Georgia Tech, which is an amazing opportunity as well to continue to leverage um, all of that talent. Um, also, Georgia's ranked number one for aerospace manufacturing attractiveness. We beat out all the other states. So we have all of the assets. We have all the opportunities to leverage this asset and to be part of the new space race. And that's what's exciting with these companies. They're looking for a clean slate. Uh, and what Camden has is the space legacy without the legacy cost. So that's what excites you take a Blue Origin, which has been to Camden County, which is owned by Jeff Bezos, the Amazon founder, or Elon Musk with SpaceX. They recognize uh, this asset. So what an opportunity to take a stranded asset currently uh, that was utilized in the 60s uh, for the space program, turn this back into an amazing opportunity for Georgia, which will create a STEM workforce pipeline. So now, was that spaceport in Camden all these years just kind of laying dormant, like the the government had access to it, but they weren't using it? Yeah, it was, a, you know, back in the 60s, it was a private sector transaction. Uh, the company was called Baikal Corporation. Uh, they had a NASA contract to, to help uh, with this rocket, the rocket creation and testing and things like that. And they, they went into other uh, variety of other other um, business lines um, on that property. Um, and eventually uh, the, the property became vacant. It was 
purchased by uh, another uh, third-party company to set dormant, like you said, for multiple years. So it's currently just stranded. It's just a, uh, a an asset currently that's stranded that we can leverage. Uh, if you launch a rocket uh, up in Cape Canaveral area, you get what you call a free boost. Um, the closer you are to the equator, less less fuel, more cargo. You can do that same rocket launch in Camden, a 2% difference is all it is. So you, you get all the benefits of having you know, the Kennedy Space Center, geographic location, the ability to go to orbit here, uh, but you do it with a, with a clean slate, without the legacy cost. Um, and that's what kind of interests a lot of these startup companies um, that are looking for that opportunity. There was actually a great article um, in the Air Force magazine recently, and the headline says, Cape Canaveral's out of room. You know, so we can help with that pressure. You know, we have an opportunity, and what happens now, George is losing all this talent. We have some amazing talent. I haven't even touched on the military component. I get emails and phone calls, you know, some of the brightest. It doesn't get any better quality assurance than nuclear subs, uh, which we have that talent right here, about 500 a, a year that transition. So we have all of this talent that we can leverage. And then instead of uh, building these rockets, which were instead of just building rockets and building the CubeSats and all these things and letting all that, all that talent and effort be launched on other state soil, we could actually do it all here. So we have an opportunity to design it, uh, build it, launch it, and land it. Um, so we could do all of that right here and then at the same time really do some amazing things for the next generation. And that's really what this is all about with uh, all the excitement uh, that's happening uh, in the space industry. And, uh, you know, Georgia's part of the new space race and Georgia can become the leader. Now, at what stage are you at right now? What's there in Camden right now? We're, we're at T minus one. Uh, to become a spaceport, it's a very challenging process, complex, cumbersome, which uh, it should be. Uh, and there's a lot of, lot of steps to become that. Uh, we are at the final stages of, there's about, there's four different, I call pillars. Uh, and one of the, the largest pillars I work through is called the environmental impact statement. And uh, we're at T minus one there. Uh, we're, we're anticipating um, in the next few months that the final EIS will be released. Uh, that'll be about a 30-day cooling period after that's released, um, and then a record of decision will be made by the FAA. And then concurrently, you work other components of the licensing process, and we're doing that currently as we speak. So we feel like uh, 2021 is going to be a big year. Uh, this will be the first non-federal range um, on the East Coast. That's vertical. Um, so again, we have a, an amazing opportunity to do some amazing things here as a result of this project that not only will create, create high-tech opportunities for rural Georgia, uh, but it'll also allow for tourism, you know, STEM program, and also, and also inspire the next generation. So we're, we're very excited. We're close. Um, and we're excited to see uh, soon um, on that FAA website uh, where it'll show Georgia uh, is now uh, has the capability of uh, not only building, designing rockets and CubeSats, we can actually launch them here. And, and launch Georgia forward. And then is there room to grow? Like is this a, like you mentioned, the Cape Canaveral is getting um, kind of a little crowded. Is there, uh, you mentioned it, there's not obviously a lot of activity now, but is this a, it, something that it's going to be able to grow with the demand? Absolutely. I think, you know, I think, you know, what we've always said, and a lot of times I've, I've told folks, you know, the, the spaceport is the catalyst. And if you look at other spaceports, um, you know, you, you see exploration parks. One of the visions is an innovation research park, which would have incubator startup programs, R&D opportunities, uh, training. Actually, I've got a, 
a company that I've been working with um, a little bit that actually does astronaut training for commercial astronauts. Um, that's the goal for there. But you'll be able to do all these different a variety of things. You know, I'm talking with another company, a foundation with the potential opportunity of a hands-on STEM program right here in, in Georgia, right here on the coast of Georgia. All of those kind of opportunities uh, would lend itself to do that, much like an airport. Um, and if an airport, you have all the industries around it. So most likely you'd have that as well, payload processing, a variety of companies uh, that would uh, come on board to help with those services. And there's a, there's a variety of them. You know, that that would be the goal for those those type of growth opportunities. Um, and it's actually projected to be about a trillion dollar industry uh, by there's different numbers based on uh, when that will happen. Uh, but there was a good article just recently. Uh, there was, I think, eight point nine billion dollars of investment uh, in this last year, even during a pandemic. So that kind of shows you, you know, still lots of excitement uh, with the, the new space race. The technology is just amazing. Uh, the technology advancement with safety is amazing with what's happening. So we have a unique opportunity, you know, to really build for the future. And that's really what, you know, this is really about. And I've been uh, very fortunate to be able to go into this, to classrooms and, and talk with students and, you know, be able to motivate and inspire that next generation and the importance of creating that STEM workforce pipeline and, and ensuring that we have that world-class talent that's transferable for a lot of other jobs. Uh, so, you know, knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is life-changing. And to be able to have uh, the students within the Georgia system uh, to be able to get up close to, to interact with a aerospace engineer or a welder or, you know, understand how you build a CubeSat, why that's important to them today and in the future, uh, to be able to have that asset in Georgia, I think is, uh, you can't put a price and a value on that. So now what are some of the things that could possibly be launched in the future? Is this something that it, it could be like a manned uh, rocket? Is it like t satellites? What, what type of thing yeah. is feasible? Yeah, you know, currently the our, the focus we have on is really, you know, small, small satellites, which communication satellites, there's a variety of uses for those uh, for weather, it could be for, um, you know, GPS applications, um, a variety of, of those kind of things. Research, uh, it's amazing if you look, if you do a quick Google search, there's actually kindergarten classes that are participating in research launches um, that are able to get involved with rocket launches and things like that. So there's a variety of things um, that could be utilized. You're also seeing, you know, the, the push for commercial sector to actually be involved with um, military launches. You're seeing that as well. So, you know, some of the, the uh, national security initiatives and things like that. So there's a variety of those kind of things that will open up, you know, strong windows. Um, to allow the entry uh, to research uh, for university programs as well as, you know, local school systems. So, you know, a variety of opportunities uh, for communications and, and other things that will open up as a result of this additional opportunity right here um, in Camden. But the, uh, so, but uh, like if you were to look at this in phases, so the phase one would be those type of launches, but at some point would the could it evolve to where you're going to the space station and you're, you're doing things like that? I, you know, I think you know, there's, there's always those opportunities. I, I was fortunate to uh, actually uh, get to know really well, Dr. Bobby Braun, which was NASA's first chief technologist and former professor at Georgia tech. And he had indicated you could actually go to the international space station from the site. Also, this is one of the best locations to go to Mars from he indicated. So uh, we're not, you know, currently we're not focused on that. We're focused on the, the small lift classification launches. Uh, but I think there's always opportunity, you know, in the future um, as you progress, um, 
as well as, you know, companies come forward. There's a process for that through the FA that you'd have to do. But I think, yeah, there's there's opportunities for that. There's a company currently um, that we're working with um, that uh, is related in the tourism. There is tourism related. Um, so that's a process that we would go through if and when, you know, we got to that point. Um, but I think there's lots of opportunities. I think if, uh, you know, the future opens up, the demand is there, market demand, you look at all that. But I do think that there's a, an enormous opportunity to take pressure off of Florida uh, with some of the small launches. Uh, or you could be able to, you know, facilitate those right here, as well as, you know, be able to give these university systems and research opportunities right here in Camden, where they may not be able to afford uh, the legacy costs at other spaceports. And then um, as you're kind of growing this and it's evolving, this is, it sounds like it's still going to embrace that kind of private public um, kind of cooperation needed in order to maybe even accelerate the growth of a spaceport? Yes, I think that's, you know, that's our, our vision has always been a public private partnership. There's a lot of successful P3s you can see around the, around the country. We always, this is almost quite honestly like a, an industrial park in a way, you know, where you get the property, you build a spec building and, and then you build it out. The difference with this is it's a launch site license. Um, so we're going to look at a variety of those options. Um, we've had a lot of interest from from companies in the past with uh, some of their needs, with, with what their visions are. Uh, so our goal is once we uh, accomplish our launch site license, that we would then begin going to market. Um, at this point, we don't have a launch site license, so it's important to be able to secure that, which we're working towards that goal, and then continue to strengthen the relationships that we currently have a variety of companies and then begin looking at, you know, building for the future. And, you know, what does that look like uh, with these companies needs? So well, we're excited about what the future will hold. So what's your backstory? How did you get involved with the space program? I was asked, uh, I, my, I was asked, uh, it's probably been about seven, a little over seven years ago. Um, this project originally was with the joint development authority. Uh, they were approached by the state of Georgia uh, with a company that had some interest um, in a spaceport. Um, at the time, this property actually wasn't available. It didn't, did become available. Um, and as a result of that, they got involved in that. And then uh, they asked for some funding from the county to embark on an environmental impact statement through the FAA. Uh, sometime after that, they asked the Board of Commissioners if the board would be interested in taking that project over, which in turn, the Board of County Commissioners turned to me and said, we would like you to become the project lead um, on this project. So that's how I, how I uh, uh, was offered the project up uh, to, to, to uh, carry the, the torch for this project and to work to get it uh, to the T minus one where we are today. And then the ultimate goal of deliverable of a, of a launch site license. And we look at this project every year. Uh, we do strategic planning um, and we just re recently adopted our 2021, 2026, 2036 uh, strategic plan and also the action agenda item as well for over the next 12 months. And that is one of the, the pillars uh, for, for Camden County is to have a successful world-class spaceport. So it's important to, you know, have a vision, have a goal, but also execute. Um, it's important to do that. You got to be in it to win it. Uh, I always tell folks there's risk in doing something and risk in doing nothing. And I think history will judge us uh, if we didn't give us our best effort. Uh, we are at the right place. We are at the right time. And it's an amazing opportunity that uh, we should give our best effort uh, to ensure Georgia's next generation um, has an, an amazing opportunity uh, to uh, do some some amazing things and, and try to keep some of those folks here in Georgia. 
um, that's what happens. I get phone calls, emails from folks that it's amazing the the resumes and the background they have and how much money was spent on the on their education, but they have to leave. And they said, Steve, if I could, if you had a space board or those kind of activities, I want to be there. I want to, I love that kind of quality of life. I don't want to be, you know, at another state where they're at. So that, that presents yet another opportunity, um, as well as to keep this talent and, and some of Georgia's brightest thinkers right here, you know, keep them here. Don't export them. I was at an event. I'll never forget. And I had somebody in the audience that raised their hand and they said, you know, when you're talking about these other states taking our, our talent, he goes, you're right. He said, I'm going to tell you this. He goes, I'm in law enforcement. He said, and I'll tell you what, he goes, if uh, tonight we get a call and somebody went to somebody's house and they go home and there's a bunch of stuff stolen out of their house, the first thing they do is they call law enforcement. They call them to come out and they say, hey, someone took all my stuff. They tell them how much money it was, um, and they're all upset. He said, but what's happening right now is all these other states are stealing all of our children after they get educated on the Georgia tax dollars and local government dollars, and, and no one's really doing a lot about it. So this might change that. You know, this might play a small role, but another opportunity to ensure that uh, you know some of those students that may be able to have jobs in the future um, and be able to have it right here in, in their state to be able to have that whole whole supply chain opportunity where not only do we have the world class educational system preparing uh, for those next astronauts that are Georgia Tech grads or UGA folks that are aerospace engineers that are, that are building these cubesats. But they'll be able to actually be right here at the ultimate laboratory where they can actually see the hardware in theory tested. And you can't do that now. Um, and that's, we had, to, I was fortunate to have Georgia Tech, the uh, Yellow Jackets uh, Rocket Club, approach me a couple of years ago, asked if I could help them to be able to let them do one of their launches. And they did that. And they said, Steve, we, we can't attach hardware to theory at Georgia Tech. We love Georgia Tech, and that's where they're at. But the opportunity to take what we learn bring the rocket here and launch it, that gives us very valuable information. So to be able to do all that would be, you know, really, really amazing uh, to be able to accomplish that, that goal together. And there's no reason why we can't do it. Now what's on our side. What, what is the timeline in kind of best and worst case scenario? If everything is going as you dreamed, how quickly could a launch happen? Is this something that's a year, two year, five years away? It should, you know, what, what should happen is this, you know, I would I'd predict 24 months or less is when, you know, in reality, and, and some of that's going to be based on the operator, you know, the, uh, the uh, rocket companies, um, their schedules, their ability, where they're at in their process as well. Uh, but that's a, there's a high probability you could, you could do this. Uh, the property itself, there'd be some build out required on it. Uh, but based on, you know, the companies um, currently we're in discussions with, uh, they, they need little infrastructure. You know, that's kind of the, the nice thing about the small, small Right. Rocket. They probably like the fact that it's kind of a blank slate, right? That they, they do. They, they can they build do. it as it, they need it. Allows, it allows more flexibility uh, for them. So those are discussions we're going to have, you know, shortly uh, with some companies. And there's several companies out there that, uh, you know, there's some that, uh, you know, that you're in the market with fixed and things like that. So I think those are things we look at all those things. But you could relatively, you know, begin, uh, you know, I think 24 months or less, it, it, you could in reality, do something off of that site with the right operator. So that's going to be, you know, the import is going to be the right operator with where they're at in their process as well. So now from a safety standpoint, I would imagine there's a lot of benefits of that location uh, 
just because it's kind of away from folks and it's near the ocean, right? Uh, that's pretty, I would imagine it, it kind of doesn't solve it completely, but it kind of mitigates a lot of that risk. It, it does. You know, you know, one of the things, you know, uh, you'll see the importance of being close to a waterway. Uh, the other thing, which is, you know, pretty amazing is the, the location of it. Um, but also, yes, the, the closeness to the Atlantic Ocean uh, is very critical. Um, there's a uh, statistic uh, that I recently seen online. I think it was through the CDC. The likelihood of somebody getting hit um, or I think it was hit or killed by lightning strike was one in 500,000. Uh, the term the FAA uses is um, the likelihood of somebody getting hurt or worse uh, with the launch of a small lift rocket uh, from this site is less than one in 10 million and then one in 100 million. Uh, so you can do this safely. Um, so it meets all the safety criteria from the FAA as well as the the DOD. Uh, but technology is just amazing how uh, that is uh, is just it's amazing with um, how safe uh, the technology is and how it's enhancing the capabilities uh, of these rockets to launch. And you also got to say I tell a lot of people that you know these payloads that are on these rockets that are launching, you know, have millions and millions of dollars. Um, setting on that rocket. So they're going to ensure that that rocket is safe as well. They're not going to, uh, you know, they're going to be very cautious and risk tolerant uh, to make sure that in fact, that that, that rocket is going to make that orbit. Um, and the other thing is we're not, we're not launching any unproven rockets, um, part of our application. These will be, you know, proven rockets that have a track record. Now it sounds like Camden County and the state of Georgia are kind of leaning into this because they see the upside. Um, that helps make things go a lot faster, right? Well, I think, you know, there's, there's, uh, you know, definitely demand. Um, if you're, as you're starting to see, you know, the articles and things like that about, you know, the potential opportunities. Um, so I think, uh, you know, we're at the right place, right time. You do see a lot of, uh, sometimes articles on spaceports um, that have been approved, uh, but those are horizontal. Um, so you don't, you won't see another vertical, uh, that's been approved. Um, and that's really, you know, the uniqueness about this site and why you see really, you know, you see all the activity. I think the record for activity, they're projecting like 50 launches, I think, at Kennedy. And there's a reason for that, um, for that location. And we actually can duplicate that location within a 2% margin. So that's pretty attractive. It's competitive advantage, not only for the state of Georgia, Camden, and the region, but also really America. So at the end of the day, this is a, a national asset that should be levered, leveraged, um, even for site redundancy. Um, this is critically important that, you know, America has this launch site available for readiness. Because it could like double the amount of launches from kind of relatively uh, the same area. You, absolutely. You, we're about a hundred. One of the reasons the site was chosen back in the sixties, uh, uh, there was an article I looked at was because they called it a strategic location. They had looked on the East coast and West coast, for a piece of property that had the same attributes, which it has today, which I, I would argue it's better today with what we have, you know, now currently uh, with roadway systems and things like that and the uh, port systems and, and how advanced they are, you know, today, but because it was 170 miles away from Cape Canaveral, Kennedy area. So absolutely your point is well taken. Uh, this is an amazing asset that should be leveraged for, you know, site redundancy. Um, so this is an opportunity to ensure that, America has another asset available, ready if needed. So now, what do you need more of? How can we help? Could you repeat that? What do you need more of? Like, how can the public help you? 
Well, I think you know the I think for, for the public to help is the the importance of building for the future. And this you know this is a visionary project. Um, I had the opportunity uh, when I was in Atlanta uh, before COVID. I, I was was somewhere and I ended up I was speaking with somebody um, that uh, was related to somebody that that uh, was involved with the city of Atlanta and, and talked about you know how important that was back then. There was a lot of doubt. You know, I think when they were you know putting in the airport there, but look at the airport and the amazing benefit that economic engine creates for the state of Georgia, the port system. At some point, somebody had to say, "Let's create a port and look at the amazing opportunity there." So somebody has to build for the future. Um, you have to have the courage to create change. Um, so and this is what the future looks like. So if you're looking at the new space race, you're looking at STEM opportunities, technology, and things like that. You've got to build for the future, and if you don't, somebody else will. Um, the good news is you, know, you really can't do this anywhere else on the East Coast. So you have an asset that no one else has. You can create competitive advantage as, as a result of that, um, but uh, the importance is to ensure that we have folks that that understand that value but also understand that we're building for the future, and this is what the future looks like. Um, and there's always risk in doing something and you know, risk in doing nothing, but uh, we need to ensure that Georgia's next generation – um, not only has hope, uh, but has an opportunity. And uh, we're not we're not hoping for luck. We're creating opportunity uh, for the next generation to ensure they have an opportunity uh, to build for the future. And Georgia, with all the assets we have, with Georgia Tech, UGA, Kennesaw, uh, Georgia Southern, all of these educational systems we have that are doing some amazing amazing things. If you look at all the PhDs that have graduated out of Georgia, if you look at how many astronauts have graduated from Georgia Tech. Uh, we have the opportunity to reduce the cost of doing business uh, geographically at the location we're at and leverage that even between the other two spaceports. This is ours to lose. So it's, it's, a, it's a unique moment uh, for us to do this, to leverage this that we don't want to miss out on. And this is too important to ensure that not only my daughter, but uh, if you have a child or grandchild or neighbor, uh, that's what this is about. This is about ensuring that they have an opportunity in the future, and and this may help that. This pr- type of project is a project that's just not of of just Camden and regional significance; it's national significance. That is just one of those unique opportunities, you know, to make history again in the 21st century. Well, if somebody wants to learn more, is there a website to get more information about the spaceport? There is. It's just www.spaceportcamden.us. And lots of you know great information there. Got some documentation on the the proposed uh, mission uh, possible a document, which is the Innovation Research Park. Uh, there's a great document on the right place, right time. There's some amazing historical photos uh, when it was a space booster plant in the 20th century. Um, so a lot of lot of great you know documentation. And there's also video footage uh, back in 2017 when the first commercial rocket was launched on Georgia soil. We, we accomplished that goal uh, with a company called Vector Space Systems at the time, uh, which was interesting. Uh, if you, you can if you, you can see the top of the rocket, you'll see a NASA logo on it and another company. Um, so there was significance with that launch, with data that they were able to retrieve. Um, so uh, Georgia was part of that history-making opportunity too. So we can do it again. Um, so in one day, we'll be able to watch the, the uh, rocket launch from Georgia soil, and and we hope that goal will be that uh, Georgia played a role not only in building it 
they played a role in designing it and they played a role in launching it and they played a role in landing it and they inspired uh, the next generation to, to dream big. Amen to that. Well, Steve, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you. You have a great day and I appreciate the support and uh, we'll go, we're going to leave here and go on to the moon and then on to Mars. There have you a go. Great day. <laughs> Sounds like a full day. All right. Sounds great. Take care. Uh, all the best. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. And remember, this work could not be done without the support of our sponsor, OnPay. Please support them so we can continue to share these important stories. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Oh, 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 oh,